35% of global stocks are being fished in an unsustainable manner, they could be depleted or endangered. We have reached the limit of what we can capture from the sea. Hello, this is the weekly Tradecast podcast brought to you by UNTAD, the UN's trade and development body. I'm Sarah Toms. We're exploring how major events are shaping trade and development and how that affects billions of people around the world. This week, we're talking about sustainable fishing. From farm prawns to wild-caught mackerel, the fishing industry is a vital source of food and livelihoods all over the world. In 2020 alone, some 178 million tonnes of fish were caught or farmed. If the seas can sustain it, fisheries output is expected to top 200 million tonnes by 2030 as the global population grows. The industry provides work, directly or indirectly, for one in every 13 people on Earth. But the benefits are not universal. Often in developing countries, much of the catch is exported, depriving local people of needed nutrition. The industry also faces concerns about labour rights and environmental damage, including overfishing and high carbon emissions from trawlers and factories. Joining me now is David Vivas, a legal officer at UNCTAD, working in trade, environment, climate change and sustainable development. David has just finished converting his home to solar energy. Well, welcome back, David. Tell me, what are the biggest challenges with fishing and how do we resolve them? Good morning, Sarah. The sector is composed by industrial fishing, big boats beyond 24 meters, and also by a sector that is included small-scale, artisanal and subsistence fishers, which uh, creates a lot of jobs and is very much linked to livelihood and food security. The impact of industrial fishing has been very significant over the last 50 years on ecosystems and the status of the stocks. There are about 60,000 industrial fishing vessels worldwide. Most of them come from Asia and Europe. But this fleet, which is about 2 to 3% of the total global fleet, captures 60% of all the fish. So the business is very concentrated in the hands of those that have the largest vessels. Yeah. This brings problems of equity, these problems of access, but at the same time, if not regulated, not managed, it can have huge impact on ecosystems. The stocks are limited. We need to improve selectivity of the catch. Now, uh, there are also responsibilities for the fishing sector, including the need to recover and recycling all lost or discarded fishing gear and having less impacts on the nature because once this gear is lost, it keeps killing the marine biodiversity. A big new challenge for the entire industry is how to reduce emissions. The entire fishing sector is responsible 0.5 of total global emissions, especially the industrial fishing. And there is an important challenge to start transiting from the use of very polluting fuels and engines, so fuel oil and bunker fuels, towards more renewable energy options. There are big challenges in terms of implementation of international labor agreements and respecting social and gender aspects of the economic activity. And finally, the sector has to try to avoid pollution at sea. Why are we actually seeing overfishing, though? Are we just eating too much? Isn't it possible just to farm more fish? It's a very pertinent question. In the 1970s, 
90% of all the stocks were healthy, all mm -hmm. above sustainable level. Today, only 65% of the stocks are being fished sustainably. 35% of global stocks are being fished in an unsustainable manner. Mm -hmm. They could be depleted or in danger. We have reached the limit of what we can capture from the sea. And imagine that this 90 million tons is only half of the global demand. Who is coming and trying to supply or, or fill this gap? Basically, the aquaculture sector. So we also have to make the aquacultural sector as sustainable as possible, but that will be a moving target. The standards are just being created. We'll need to monitor that sector very much so it doesn't affect more than what it benefits. How can we know if our seafood is sustainable, though? Because I understand it's quite difficult to track, isn't it? And can it ever actually be sustainable now? We need to ensure that member states comply with their own obligations. And what are those obligations? Basically, that you manage your own stocks, that you cooperate in conserving shared stocks. You need to ensure that you fish according to a maximum sustainable yield, meaning you don't extract more than what can be replenish. You need to set systems to combat illegal fishing. You need to ensure that certain forms of subsidies are phased out so we don't fuel more fishing and that we have health and safety system for the food we extract that it can be consumed by people. So this is just the public sector and that's a first layer of responsibility. The second level, it's more linked to the private sector and to consumers and there is a big emergence of what is called voluntary sustainability standards that includes standards and certification schemes. There are about 42 certification schemes for seafood. This is not huge compared to agriculture. It's rather uh, limited. And we can say today that about 14 to 16% of all seafood we consume is certified. The idea is to increase that. Now, these certifications are private, are driven by different entities, not by governments. And for the developing countryside, especially for small-scale fishers, the cost of certification is very high. So you may have a lot of catch that is sustainable, but it's not able to prove to the buyers that it is sustainable. How can we make the right choices and avoid being part of this problem? We have a dual responsibility. One, by national health, fisheries, environmental authorities that need to inform consumers of the different elements and standards or regulations related to the consumption of fish uh, and seafood. Also, there is an important role for consumer associations to make this information user-friendly available. And today we have technologies. I have not seen yet in the internet many apps where you can go to the mm. fish shop and look and take a picture mm. of the fish and say, ah, don't buy that one. This is overfish. The consumer needs to be more aware. And I'm surprised that I don't see that a lot in fish, but I see that a lot in wine. So you can see that the industry and the supermarkets and the consumer associations can do a bigger effort, especially in fisheries, because there are much higher risks than in wine. But for the consumer, I think it's very important that they need to understand, they need to diversify what they buy. There are many commercial species that are overfished, so it's better to go to certain species that are not overfished. And there are many species that are affordable, nutritional, and at the same time very tasty, like sardines anchovies, and, and they are cheap, mackerel. Sometimes the humble fish can do better for you than the most expensive one. And also you have the entry into the market of new species that are being cultivated and have very low environmental footprint, especially mollusks that can filter mm. the water, and algae that can absorb carbon. 
What impact is this having, particularly on developing countries as they try to build their economies, feed their people, and also protect against the worst of climate change? Climate change has two big impacts on the ocean that affect fisheries. Number one is the seawater warming. The second is the chemistry of the ocean is changing. So you have what is called ocean acidification. These two factors are making that the fish changes their migratory patterns, especially in the tropical areas where most developing countries are. And the fish is moving towards north and south of the globe because it's cooler, but also deeper. So many countries are losing their stock. And second, you have also a phenomenon on ocean acidity that is uh, affecting the corals and certain uh, species on the oceans and is generating coral bleaching, and that's killing entire ecosystems. When we lose them, they don't come back, and they are disappearing very fast. We need to start thinking of how to start phasing out, eliminating, reducing those emissions in that sector. And at the same time, we cannot forget that fisheries give direct jobs to 80 million people worldwide. Mm. So if this sector disappears, the livelihood of these 80 million plus their families are going to be at risk. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you for that, David. That was UNCTAD's David Vivas, who is this week's guest. Now tune in to the weekly Tradecast next week and every week for more insights on the most pressing issues around the world of trade and development. And there's even more on our website, unctad.org. I'm Sarah Thomas in Geneva. Goodbye for now.